Silverback Chronicles Podcast. It's your boy Big H. I got my brother Drake. Yo, hello, gang. What's good? Chilling. Beautiful. None of my business. Triple C. <laughs> Yo. What's good, baby? Maintaining, chilling, bro. All day. All right, folks. Thank you. We appreciate you. Another phenomenal week. Listen, we're gonna get right into it. There's no waiting. We got a special guest for you tonight. Real special. Real special. This man is amazing at what he does. Fucking extremely, extremely intelligent, smart, witty, the whole shebang. With no further ado, ladies and gentlemen, our special guest, our brother Carmelo's in the building. What's good, baby? Yo, what's up, what's up? How you feeling, bro? I'm good. Yo, thanks I'm for good. coming through, bro. Yeah. We really appreciate it, man. Seriously. All love. It's all love out here. Definitely. That's it. That's how we do it. <laughs> yeah. So, bro, tell the world, where you from, born and raised? <clears throat> so, I'm born in the city, Bronx, New York. Um, spend some time. Yeah, I know. Right? <laughs> you gotta represent, right? You know what I'm saying. Then I spent some time in uh in Brooklyn, and then uh the family moved to Pennsylvania, and um you know lived out there for a few years until I decided to to join the army, travel the world, came back around, went back to New York. <laughs> Thank you for your service. Yeah. How many years you did in the army? Five. How was that? Five years. Five years travel the any, world. Any, any tours? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I spent some time overseas. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what that means? I spent some time overseas. I don't know what that means. <laughs> you know what I mean? The kid, he's he's gonna tell us what it's the all kid, about. The kid did some work out there because hey. he spent some time overseas. That's it. That's what, it. What What made you want to go into the army? What was that decision for you? Right. Why not a leather neck? Nah, nah, nah. My 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 options were very simple for me. Um. I wanted to get out the hood. That was it. Mm. So there was there was that was the easiest, most difficult choice I had to make in my life. You when, know what I'm saying? When you say hood, what, what part of the Bronx? Um, like I said, I was born in the Bronx, oh. but I didn't stay there. Oh, um, so I spent a couple of years um, in homeless shelters in um, in Brooklyn until mm. my family decided to move to Pennsylvania, and then my pops got locked up. He was gone for shit. He just got out and went back in. So he was gone for like 20 plus years. So then it was my mom's. And she was so depressed that she decided I'm out. So now it's me taking care of my siblings until we figured it out. You was the oldest? Yeah. How many siblings? Yeah. Right now there's uh, there's seven of us, but at the time it was just five. Wow. You know what I'm saying? So imagine you a little kid. You run into the, the corner store. They call them bodegas, mm-hmm. right? You run into the bodega and you're like, shit, um, I'm going to go in the front door. I'm going to say what's up. I'm going to grab these diapers, maybe some milk, and then I'm going to run out the back door and hope I don't get caught today. And this was my life. Wow. You know what I'm saying? For how long? <laughs> that that happened for a couple of years until um, wow, this dude came in my life, right? Everybody needs this dude in his life, right? He just he just got out of lockup, but he was an orphan. His name was John, right? And um, my grandmother took care of him at one point in his life when he was a kid. So, what age was you when he came into your life? That period, sixteen maybe, mm-hmm. right? <clears throat> he just he literally just got out of lockup, and he seen me running out the store with with a di- with a bag of diapers. Mm. Like booking it. So he ended up chasing me 
into this abandoned building that I was living in with my siblings. And he was like, yo, you don't remember me? And I'm like, yo, who the fuck are you? Like, you can cuss on here? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, but but he's like, he's like, he's like, you don't remember me? And, and, I've already, I've already lived it, dealt with it, whatever. And I'm like, yo, who the fuck? You're a fucking weirdo. Right. You know what I'm saying? Get away from me. He's like, yo, you don't remember me? I'm like, nah, get the fuck out of here. And I'm like, what? You trying to get me for stealing some fucking diapers? And he's like, yo, you living here? And I'm like, yo, who the fuck are you? And, and then he told me his name. And then he was like, yo, come live with me. And I'm like, no, you're a fucking weirdo. All the way until he was able to like really show me who he was. He had to paint the picture for you. Little by little, because this was this was a next day, next day, next day, next day. And then my siblings, we all end up going to his house. He had like, a, I think, a two bedroom apartment. Him and his wife, they just had a newborn baby. And he was like, I grew up without a family. So I'm going to take care of you guys. And he was like, I'm just going to go get another job and we're going to figure this shit out. And I'm like, you crazy. And then he was like, since you're such a man you going to work with me because I'm going to teach you how to take care of your family the right way. Mm. And I'm like, so now he's doing, back in the day when they were doing deliveries, uh, pizza deliveries. Remember that? Mm. Before all this DoorDash? Pizza deliveries. He was, you know, driving around town or whatever. So now I'm driving around town with him doing these pizza deliveries. Mm-hmm. And that's how, you know, I kind of molded a little bit into that. You know what I'm saying? And then, uh, you know, he told me a little bit about himself, you know, um, his family's military or whatever, the, the adopted family that he was with, military family or whatever. So I'm like, cool. So, you know, as I got as I got a little bit older, that was my step. And, you know, like I said, everybody needs a John in their life, especially when, you know, they are literally oh, wow. lost when yeah. they are lost. And, you know. Dropped out of school. I got my GED. And then, like I said, that was the hardest and easiest for me because it was it was hard that I was leaving my family. But it was easy because I knew that this was going to better my life. Mm. A lot of decisions feel that way. Like, yeah. it's like bittersweet. Yeah. Yeah. So, did the military thing and I never looked back. Mm. Yeah. I know it was tough for you leaving your siblings, especially, you know. Oh, yeah. I mean, like. Under that. And it's like, damn, I just met this guy. You know yeah. what I mean? And Yeah. I can just imagine how you felt. How'd you how'd you feel knowing that both parents wasn't around? Like what was that for you at a young age? I'm um, curious on the mindset. So like the sign just clicked. Yeah, no, like like my mother, my mother, she was so young. Mm-hmm. My mother's literally just thirteen years older than me. Thirteen years older than me. Right? And my pops, he's just a, a little bit older than that. So they were kids having kids. Right. Mm. You know what I'm saying? So imagine growing up with a with a parent that you're looking at like a, a sister more than a mother. Right. And that's exactly how it was. And my pops, he was as supportive as a Latino man could be that's working 18 hours a day just to, you know, get that paycheck. Mm-hmm. Until his only options was, hey, I'm going to go hustle because that makes the money. And then that's it. He disappeared. He went into that different game. Yeah. Wow. Did the army mature you? That is, uh, it wasn't so much as mature because I've seen it, done it, you know, whatever it was before I joined. So 
I think more than anything, it helped me build resilience because now it's teaching me, you have a dog in you. You have that dog in you. Now we're going to show you how to control it. And that's what they did. You know what I'm saying? Mm. And, and and that's what it was. And then once I was able to, you know, build up the, the strength, once I was able to get swole, you know what I mean, did everything that I did, that was it for me. That was it. And then that that's, initially, that's what I wanted to do with my life. I was like, this is my calling. I'm going to be in the Army for the rest of my life. And that's it. How were, how were those five years? What was the experience like going, coming from a boy to a man? <clears throat> so when you're in, um, when you're in basic training, based on the job that you're doing, right? So I was in a, a combat job. So based on the job that you're doing, they give you specific tasks that you have to do, right? So I was stationed initially in Kentucky, and they have a bunch of hills, you know, so anybody that's listening um, knows about these hills. Um, one of them is called like Crybaby Hill, and then there's another one, something mountain, so on and so forth. But there was one specific hill that it was literally like a, a do or die kind of thing, and you have to do this task before you graduate. So you're wearing a 75-pound rucksack, and you're... I think it was like uh, 12 miles that you have to walk. What's a, was it a rucksack you said? A rucksack. So it's like a book bag, like a big ass book bag. Okay. Right? All your equipment. With all your gear, right? So you're doing your courses, you're doing everything you have to do. And then you got to do this, this march or whatever it is. You and, you and your, your, um, they call them platoons, platoons. Um, but it's literally just like a bunch of guys that's just trying to make it. And at the time, I was like a buck 25, 125 pounds. I'm carrying a 75-pound rucksack. Right. No way. But I keep going. And the, uh, the instructors, they were like, you're going to be the lead. You're going to be one of the lead guys. So everybody's going to pace off of you. And I'm like, all right, here we go. He's like, if you don't make this, you're not graduating. Mm. <laughs> I'm like, all right, here we go. So we started out, I think I was like maybe two or three miles in, and then I started like losing it. And then they're like, yo, you better get up there. You better get up there. Walking or jogging? Walking. So you start off walking, but as you're losing it, now you got to now you gotta run up to the pace that you're supposed to be because you're the, you're the lead guy. Right. Um, but you're right. running up these hills. Right. You know what I'm saying? So I'm like, I can't carry this bag. There's no way. And I'm going. And then I keep moving back. It's five miles in, and I'm like the last guy because it, it just hurts too much. And I'm like, fuck, how am I going to do this? How am I going to do this? In the back, they have a big-ass truck that they just pick up all of the guys that drop out or that fail or whatever it is. And they're like, the instructors, all of them, yo, get in the truck. And I'm like, no way. And they're like, yo, get in the truck. Oh, the and I'm like, like fuck you. no way. And they're going for like a mile and then, and then it goes up to, like, the leadership starts moving up. And they're like, yo, just get in the truck. And I'm like, no. And then one of the, you know, so on and so forth. I'm like, I'm not getting in a fucking truck. And then they're like, are you disrespecting me? And I'm like, I'm telling you, I'm not getting in a fucking truck. You go, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to die right here. I'm not getting in the truck. And they're like, all right. Well, then get to the front of the fucking line. <laughs> and I'm like, fuck. Damn. So I start running and running and running. And then I got to the front 
And then the guys in the front, <laughs> they're like, you're a crazy son of a bitch. And I'm like, yo, these, these guys are not going to break me. And now I'm like eight or nine miles in and now I'm going back and I'm doing this. I'm doing this back and forth thing until I got to like we got to the top of the hill. And then it was just like maybe, I don't know, two or three more miles. And I'm like, my knees are literally buckling. I can't. I ain't got it. I just think like my body's like, yo, you ain't fucking got that shit. So then one of the guys was like, yo, come in. And he grabbed one of my boots and he threw it in his bag. And then another guy grabbed another boot and he threw it in his bag. And then little by little, that 50 pounds turned into, or that 75 pounds turned into 50 pounds really easily. And they're like, yo, you have to finish this. Now we're, we're focused on you. You have to finish this because if you finish this, we all finish this. We did this shit together. Oh, wow. And I'm like, shit, now I got to do it. And we made it to the end. And then, you know, one of the instructors, I was, I was literally like, um, as they're giving the award saying that, hey, you made it past or whatever it was, you know, I was the last guy because I was the first guy. So they gave me my, my pin to say, hey, you passed this. And then one of the instructors was like, I will go to hell and back with you any day. You got the biggest balls on the smallest man I've ever seen in my life. Oh. And I'm like, fuck, this yeah. is my moment. Like, I, I would never forget this. And then in my first book that I wrote, I literally explained this whole scenario that I explained to you guys in the book because it shows you how I was able to build that dog to the point that I'm going to die right here. You're going to have I'm going to have to die right here because I'm not giving up. What's the name of the first book? Because I know you wrote 15 books, right? Dead Soldier. The first one is Dead Soldier. Dead Soldier. Okay. Yeah. So I explained that whole scenario in that book. and Wow. Yeah, and and it's crazy because as as individuals um, that has served, as I break it down in the story and they're reading it, they're like, "Shit, I was there." The way that you explain it, I was there. Mm. You know what I'm saying? And I felt it because I did something very similar to that. But damn, not to uh, you know, not the military, but like yeah. when we went through the police academy, mm -hmm. it was paramilitary. So we were put through those type of drills. Yeah. And it was similar to that. So I, I definitely understand what you're saying. Like, oh, yeah. That shit is legit. Oh, like yeah. Like hardcore. Like, oh, yeah. Yeah. And it's, and it's you against you. There's nothing in between. It's all you against you. Can you do it? You got what it takes? Prove it. Don't prove it to anybody else. You know, we're not, we're not here for that, that showboat and shit. You're going to prove it to yourself. Do you got what it takes? Mm. What'd that do for you? <clears throat> From then into now, how has that molded the man that you are? Yeah. So once once I figured that out, that like, you know, I had that dog in me. Now it was just how far can I push it? How far can I push these limits to see, you know, where I can go with things? So I spent my time in the service. I did what I did. You know, I took a I took a long deployment, um, went overseas, and then I came home, and. Um, I went to college, mm. right? Now, being overseas, was you active? Yeah. How was that for you? <clears throat> Are you? Do you care to elaborate on that? I, I would say um, the best you can. You don't got to die. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Um, it was there was there was there was interesting moments. I would say that um, there was definitely a, a lot of lows, <laughs> as much as there were as there were high moments, and then. Um, you know, at the end of the day, it's all about coming home. 
You know what I'm saying? So can I bring my team home? Can we all come home? How are we going to do this? How are we going to figure this shit out? You know what I'm saying? So if somebody somebody passes away or something like that, we all feel that. You know what I'm saying? That's our brother, you know? So, you know, whenever one person is going through something, we all going through it. And that's just that's just how it was. That's how we kept the that was the mentality for us. So even to this day, I could call any one of these individuals and they're like, yo, where you at? Are you all right? How's your family? What's going on? Because that's how it was. I mean, you sharing blood, you literally sharing blood with these people because that's where we were at in life. Oh, yeah. And that's just what it was. You know what I'm saying? In the real trenches. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. So. So how was life after that? You said you went to college. What college oh, yeah. you went to? I went to college. Okay. Right? <laughs> and it was. Um, what was the decision to go to college? It was a lot of uncertainty. Mm. That's mainly what it was. It was like, it wasn't that I wanted to get out of the service. I got injured while I was in service. So they said, you got to go. Mm. You know what I'm saying? So, so then it, leave. yeah. So then it was like, what do I do now? And then what can I do that'll replicate what I'm doing here? Mm. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. So at the time, you know, there was a bunch of little uh, contractor stuff, security contractor here and there. But that was completely chaotic. And my buddies that were going there were literally dying the next day. You know what I'm saying? So, I mean, like, you're going to... Contract is worth $100,000 or $200,000, and you don't even last a day to see what that looks like. Yeah. Wow. Nah, it wasn't worth it for yeah, me. That was heavy back then. It wasn't even worth it for me. Going so. in day one and not available day two. Yeah, you know, it was crazy. Insane. It was crazy. So, um, I decided, okay, college, but what am I going to do? You know, and I bounced around for a little bit until... I made up in my mind that I was going to get into law enforcement. And the reason for that was very simple. When I was a little kid living in those homeless shelters, my whole thing was if somebody could just fucking help me. Mm. If there was one person out there that could just take me out of this. And that was, that was when I was like, okay, I'm getting into law enforcement. And that's what I did. And, you know, I do what I do. I save as many people as I possibly can. And what did you, you know, serve? Just, huh? What what uh what department? Um, I'm out here in DC. Okay. DC area. Yeah. So I do that. And what does that do for you? How long you been active for? Um, so I bounced around from from two agencies. I went from uh corrections over to policing. So in, cor wow. in corrections, you definitely get the, uh, the back end of how, you know, the community is, is dealing with um, whether it's the laws or the criminals or just the crime or whatever it is. You know what I'm saying? You get, to, you get to see what the innocent looks like just as well as the criminals. You get to see what all of that looks like. You know what I'm saying? And you get firsthand because now you're you're sitting here talking with these individuals that has been stripped from everything. So now they have to ask you for soap. Now they have to ask you for toilet paper. Now so on and so forth. So now you get to see who this person really is 
and how did they end up in the predicament that they're in? Wow. So that was, that was a piece of me. And then it was like, uh, I think one or two individuals, 17 years old, 18 years old, that ended up in situations that they were like, man, if I only had somebody to like teach me this stuff when I was a kid, I wouldn't even be here. And I'm like, shit, you and everybody else. Wow. And, I, and I used to tell these guys, I'm like, look, the only difference between me and you is I went right and you went left. You know what I'm saying? Because we grew up in the same path. Same climate. We did, we did the same oh, yeah. thing. You know, it's just when it was when it was my turn to choose, I went this way and you guys went that way. And that was yeah. just it. You know what I mean? So, yeah, that was that was a little bit of it. And then I was like, now I'm seeing what the back end of law enforcement looks like. But I want to see what the front end looks like. Because if I can see what it looks like in the beginning, then I can influence that change. You know what I'm saying? If I'm in the hood with these individuals as they're, you know, five, six and seven years old and I could help out as much as I can, I can deter a lot of bullshit. You know what I'm saying? Right. If I can get in there with these families as they're, you know, going through whatever they're going through, maybe I could help out that much more. You know what I mean? Right. So that's how I pictured it in my mind. So then when it actually happened or, you know, whatever it was, it just kept happening that way. And, you know, I, I say whether or not um, whatever I got going on on the civilian side blows up, I still believe that, you know, I'll, I'll be law enforcement. I still believe that I'll, I'll, I'll probably do it on the reserve side. But you can't take away that that feeling of saving somebody that has been shot three or four times and they're just begging you to help. You can't you can't take that away. There's been many of situations that, you know, you know, I've been awarded. I don't give a shit about the award, you know what I'm saying? But I've been there and it was like, do or die. This person, you know, went through this situation. How are you gonna fix this? And I'm out here with my medical kit because I'm the only one out there because this is a dangerous ass neighborhood. What am I gonna do? How am I gonna fix this person? Okay, now I gotta give CPR. Now there's another shot. What the fuck do I do now? And you're there and you're in that moment and you're doing it. And then that person ends up <clears throat> living. And you're right. like, fuck, I did that. And then it happens again and again and again. And you're changing people's lives right there. You know what I'm saying? This ain't a movie. <clears throat> None of this shit is a movie. This is really fucking happening. You know what I mean? You you can't you can't you can't take that you can't take that away. You can't you can't, you know, um replicate that anywhere that you go. You know what I mean? Right. So for me what's dope is like in that scenario that you're saying, you know, you 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 get a call for a person shot and then boom you show up with your kid and you you're you're attempting to save this person's life. Regardless of whatever they do, mm -hmm. regardless of whatever encounters you've had with that person, mm -hmm. everybody in that neighborhood mm -hmm. is quiet and they're watching you. Yep. And they're waiting. Yep. There's no fuck the police. There's none of that. Oh, yeah. And then when you save that person, when you go back to that hood... Oh yeah, it's very, it's very, very different. Like I used to, Crazy. I used to have longer, Shit. I used to have longer hair, so my hair came down to like my shoulders, and um, in one of the hoods specifically, they used to call me Aquaman the cop. So, oh, okay. so that was it. You used to throw, you, you used to throw your shit back. Yeah, okay. I used to, I used to have it up in the, in the, in the Nah, nah, nah. <laughs> Word. 
I used to keep my shit in a man bun, but they used oh, okay. to they used okay. to call me Aquaman the cop for, and I'm just like, all right, cool, whatever. Yeah. No, nah, but the love you get from you know, okay. it, it's just being real. Yeah, the hood respect real. It's crazy. Yeah. I always give somebody a nickname, so use Aquaman. Aquaman the cop. That's fun. Yeah, yeah. And I that's how to, you know they love you because when they give you a nickname. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, and I I talk shit. Don't get me wrong. I talk shit to to the to the ones that act out. They're like, oh, get out of here! I'm like, tell your mama say hi. Mm. <laughs> that's part of the game. That's what makes it fun. Cause they how, know what it is. How was it outside? Yeah. Getting the experience as a police officer. What do you mean? How was it? You know, interacting with the people. Was it tough initially? Nah. Did you have like a like a tough post? Nah. I mean, like everybody, you know, initially everybody gets the, the hard, um, I guess areas. The, the hard areas initially, yeah. you know what I mean? And what can you do with that? What are you going to do with that? You know what I'm Make saying? Make it fun. I'm already coming in as a vet. You know, plus a, a lot of these people with, with these, these, whatever characteristics, you know, I grew up with that. You know what I mean? So it, it was all love for me and it still is. That's the pros, the life experience. Oh yeah. Oh Yeah. I mean, like, I come in there, aunt is like, hey, you want something to eat? I'm like, nah, not today. You know? Right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> not today. Not today. Yeah. So what's your why in life now? <sighs> so everything revolves around... Um, helping? Not even. I mean, helping is, is, is something that is a cause of mine, and it's, you know, something that I move with. But... Mm-hmm my family mm. it's my family you know what I'm saying like everything that I you know I'm blessed I feel like I'm so blessed you know so I got I bust my ass for everything that I have and then I feel like anything outside of that you know it's just it's just extra and it's just blessings so anything that I do on the civilian side I revolve it around my family how is this gonna interfere with my time with my kids you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Can I do this and then still take, you know, my kids to swimming class? You know what I'm saying? And that's that's kind of how I look at it, you know, as far as whatever extra projects that I'm doing. You know, um, I don't even know one time. This is actually the first time that my little man wasn't with me because I usually bring him wherever I go. And that's just because I want him to see what this look like. So, like, all of the, you know, when I was writing the books and I was doing the interviews and so on and so forth, I would bring him. And that was just, like, that's my thing. This is my, this daddy time. This is what we doing. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And he loves it. I mean, when I when I started getting into into film, he he's he's come with me to uh, change up into costumes. And he's like, daddy, that's so cool. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And, and you become your kid's superhero. That's an amazing thing, ain't it? Yeah, and that's sure. just it. So I, I kind of revolve everything that I do around my family. That's dope. Yeah. All right, so the 12, you said 12 books? 15. 15. Yeah. Where did writing come into play in your life? When did you know you had that skill set? So um, I was journaling for quite quite some time. In college? Mm, maybe before that okay. but it was just like little kind of like poetry slams kind of thing or whatever just writing yeah just to see where where things go but it wasn't until and this is where my first book takes place um, I was mistakenly declared deceased 
Get the fuck out of here. Yeah. That's wild. How did that yeah. happen? So, Care to elaborate? Wait. So, um, yeah. yeah. So, um, and and this is this is crazy because think about it. You locked down. There was a, I was, like I said, I was working in the penitentiary at the time. Okay. Full lockdown. There at was a, the time? Yeah. There was a full lockdown. I was working, um, there was like a riot, you know, so on and so forth. So, <clears> full <throat> lockdown. So, you don't have your phone and uh, whatever civilian property that you have because it stays on the other side of the gate. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? So I eventually get my phone and it has like 100 missed calls. And I'm like, what the heck? So I pick up the phone and, and I start scrolling through and it's like my sister, my aunt, my family, you know, just different people. This can't be true, blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, what the hell is this? Blah. So I call my sister and I'm like, yo, what is this? And then she was like, what the fuck is going on? And I'm like, what do you mean? She's like, I just got a letter in the mail stating that you you passed away. And she was like, this is to the estate of, you know, Carmelo. And I'm like, what? And then I got another call and it was the same thing. And I was like, what? And then, and then this was the funny one. It's a ex-wife at the time. She, um, she called me and she was like, this better not be some... Um, uh, some like phony shit because I'm gonna turn you in and I'm like the fuck out of here <laughs> you know I'm like why are you calling me like we, we're not even on talking terms like go away you know anyway fast forward now I'm contacting these people and they're like hey yeah we, we got a notice stating that um that you're deceased you passed away and I'm like what do you mean so now we're backtracking to figure out where did this come from right. you know we found out where it came from and it was like, okay, how can we fix this? And then it's it was like a spiraling event because it was like as one agency was fixing it, um, one was kicking it back. And it was like, because you only have 30 days to fix it. Mm. But they only give you an allotted amount of appointments. You know what I'm saying? So you only have, okay, so you have this one going for 30 days while you're trying to get this appointment, which is three, maybe four weeks away, yeah. while you're trying to get this one. So it was like a lot of a lot of circling back and forth, and I could not get it fixed. And I journaled the whole thing, and I was like, what do I do? So then... Um, you know, it's a movie, right? Yeah. So check it out, right? Yeah, so then, so yeah. then I'm like, so then I'm like, I. Right, I know YouTube is a hot a hot spot right now. So I was like, I'm going to vlog this. I'm going to vlog this whole entire journey. So then I started vlogging and I started putting the documents out there. I'm like, how is this happening? Whatever the hell. And then uh, the New York City News reached out to me and they were like, Are, is this really true? Like, can you send us these documents? And I'm like, yes. Right. Boom. National News. Wow. So now my vlogs are on national news for my YouTube channel. That blows up. My name, you know, starts taking off. And then it's like, who's this guy? And then it turned into, when are you going to drop the book? And at that time, I was vlogging. And it was like, um, whatever I wanted to put down, that's what I was recording. You know what I'm saying? Absolutely. But the most intimate moments that I was dealing with, I kept it in my journal. Mm. So I'm like... Now I got to put this out there. Right. I got to put these moments, you know, the real struggle, what it really was looking like. And I just held my breath and I was like, let's create this shit. And that's what I did. And then it took off. And now I'm 15 books in. Wow. Yeah, man. That's dope. 15 books. 15. 
How many pages per book you think? That's insane. It depends because once I once I got that itch that wow this feels good, you know, then it was like what else am I good at? So then I went from one genre to the next genre and I started moving around. I, I even got into kids' books for a minute. That's dope. Yeah, because I'm like, shit, I want to write something for my kids. Right. You know what I'm saying? So then, like, I could read it to them at night, whatever, so on and so forth. So I did that for a minute. And then then I, I ended up with a conversation with a couple of, of fellas of mine. And they were like, yo, like, you've been doing law enforcement for so many years. Why don't you start, like, doing crime stories or something? And I'm like, nah, I don't want to do that. And they're like, what if you're doing your own investigations on these things? What happens then? And I'm like, I could do like, I could do something like that. And then my last book, I did my own, like, uh, it's like a true crime or whatever. And it's a true event. Family reached out to me and said, hey, I'm dealing with a situation. This is an ongoing case and we need the world to hear it. And I'm like... Who are you? <laughs> and they're like, they're like, we know you. We see you all, all over the, all over the internet. You know, um, can you help us? And I'm like, yeah, but you got to I want documents. I want proof that this is real. You know, I want to talk to everybody. I, I want to make sure that you're not giving me no, no fucking phony ass story. Right. So after all of that, and they're showing me all this stuff, and I'm like, I got to write about this, and that's what that's what gave me the bestseller. Oh. Mm. Yeah. That's dope. Wow. Yeah. What's the name of that book? Smile. Smile. Yeah. Can you get it on Amazon? Yes, you can. There we go. Oh, yeah. Mm. Smile. So what's next for you, Mr. Carmelo? You're a busy man. Yeah. So um, I'm currently working on a couple of projects. Uh, my personal project is uh, you know, some, something I'm playing with. It's called... Uh, Haunted or not. And what I'm basically doing, you know, with my little team that I have is investigating um, some of these haunted areas throughout America. We actually get invited to these places because nice. that's, you know what I mean? It, it's cool. I mean, like once I once I pushed the first video out, then it turned into, yo, can you come to my area? Because I got a spot, you know, so then, it, you know, it kind of turned into There's that a chain reaction. Oh, man, it blew up so fast. Nice. You know, so. um you know, we created that, we did that, and it was kind of just like a, a trial run to see what that would look like. That took off. So now it turned into, let's do a uh, a season and see what that looks like. And then I was talking with Dre the other day, and he was like, what about if we do a premiere? What if you did like a premiere and we set it up? And I'm like, that is actually a great idea. I never thought about it because everything that, you know, that I've been doing to this point was just like, let's keep it online. You know, let's let's do whatever we're doing um, to get on these channels and then just move forward that way. But to do a premiere, that means that we're going to do like a special event. We're going to do the well, red carpet. You know? set it up. I mean, like, yeah, you're going you're gonna to do the whole thing with the whole cast. And you I'm like, go you know, yeah. why not? Yeah, is it, you know, that, that's something that we can definitely do. And then just, you know, bring it to Maryland. You know what I'm saying? Bring everybody to Maryland. Yeah. You know, imagine, imagine having like a, like a whole Hollywood event. I mean, Maryland's out here in Maryland. Now, like, yeah. Right now, Baltimore. There's a lot of going on. Yeah, bro. You know what I'm saying? So, 
Yeah, that's what we're doing right now. That's dope. That's bro. dope. It's going to be amazing, yeah. man. Hopefully, we can get invited. Oh, special guest. <laughs> Hopefully, we can get invited. Nah, but it's going to be dope. Yeah. Nah, super awesome. Because what you, I mean, I don't want to give it away, but what you're doing, like the people that are in the city, yeah. once they see what it is, mm-hmm. they're going to be like, oh, oh yeah. 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 I know exactly what you're talking about. Yeah. Because I know X, Y, and Z. Yep. This happened to me. This happened to my cousin. Mm-hmm. And it just, mm-hmm. it's like in, it's in, it's embedded in the community. Yes. Like where you yes. Did. And the, the way that I, the way that I, um, that I started bringing this, this project together was I reached out to the community itself, you know, and I did a, I did an open casting for literally Baltimore. Mm. You know what I'm saying? So everybody for the, the majority, they're all from that specific area. You know what I'm saying? And we got a mixture of people because I, I you know, that's, that's just how I do my thing. And it's just great. And it's real people. You know what I'm saying? Absolutely. Whatever we're doing, there's there's no fake stuff. You know what I'm saying? If, you, if you're jumping, if you're running, if you're laughing, if you're whatever it is, this is really, really happening. Nice. And it's perfect. And it's live. Love that. It's live. So the future's looking bright for you, bro. Oh, yeah. I mean, we've already... Um, I've been invited to Hollywood um, a couple times. I'm heading out there in February. Nice. Then I'm going to Vegas right after that. And then um, I think there's conversation about New Orleans. So these are the moves that are that are, that are are happening right now. And uh, things are looking bright. The way they should. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. You know? I mean, that's amazing coming where you're, uh, you're from. And you put that hard work in and uh-huh. you created this thing that you're doing. Yeah, of course. You know, it's, it's, it's inspiring, man. Yeah. I mean, with, uh, and I, I, I tell people, you know, at, you know, as I have these conversations with individuals, you know, and they're like, if you can do it all again, would you? Yes. The I, same I, way. I really, really would. That's how you because, know it was real. You know what I'm saying? That's, that's what make men strong. You know what I'm saying? I got, I got strong shoulders. You know what I'm saying? I can carry some shit. You know, that's a, that's a man right there. Right. You don't carry some weight. 125-pound rat. That's it. Fuck. That's it. That's dope. So are you on um, IG? You on social media? Yeah, I'm actually... And this is and this is what's cool. And this is something that my, my stepdaughter did, which was, which was cool for me. She was like, hey, I just found this out. And I was like, what's up? And then she was like, Alexa, who's Carmelo Rodriguez? And they gave a full rundown of who I was. And I was like, Don't that, what? That's dope. Wow. That is crazy. Wow. You know what How I'm saying? Because like, uh-huh. I know you live in the shadows type of kind of kind of thing. But yeah, just me. You hear that, he's like, what the fuck? Yeah. I mean, like, like I said, you know, I do what I do. But uh, for me, you know, everything's a blessing. But I'm, I'm dad. I'm dad. That's the best privilege mm. to have. You know what I'm saying? Wow. I say the same thing. You bro. know what I mean? And that's just and that's just it. And then like even if I even if I'm working in the in the ghettos or whatever it is, and I'm taking care of kids, you know what I'm saying? I I, have, I go in there with a dad mentality because I'm dad. You know what I'm saying? And since I was a little kid, I've been taking care of other kids. So second age of you. That's it. That's it. So how people how can people get in contact with you, bro? Through, through social media and everything. So um, 
on Facebook, you can follow me, Carmelo Rodriguez. Mm-hmm. On Instagram, you can follow me by uh, Vet Doc Series underscore Studio. Nice. Right, and then um, what is it? TikTok. This is TikTok now or something like that, right? Uh, Carmelo Rodriguez, and then you can literally just Google my name or yeah, Google me, Carmelo Rodriguez. Um, my like, dot com, Carmelo Rodriguez. Your books is on there. Where can they purchase your books? Yeah, um, Barnes and Nobles, uh, Amazon is is where the majority of my books are at. Um, Walmart. Um, right now, I'm trying to get my books on the military base. Ah, oh, yes, wow. yes. Yeah. So I was told once I get my books into one of the military bases, then I can move around amongst all of the military bases and do that. Nice. And I'm like, yeah, I got to do that. That's a move. You have to. That's it. It's a no-brainer. Mm-hmm. Wow, that's dope. Yeah, man. Well, shit, man. I'm glad you... Thank you for coming out, man. Oh, yeah, of course. You're simply amazing. Come Damn, on. your story is amazing. Wow. And it hits... It hits a, you know, it, it, it hits a certain core... Because when you born and raised in that and you endure that and then you grow up to be a professional like you was and conduct yourself and hone in on that skill set mm-hmm. to bring it back home and cherish that and help others. Yep. That's a basis, man. It's, 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 it's amazing. Mm-hmm. And that's what we all need. That's what the world, that's why we started this podcast, bro. Oh, that's a fact. You know what I mean? Just to let people know that, you know, we're not robots. We're not just regular officers. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. We know how to treat people. We understand the climates and situations that people come from being, being you know, coming from that. So that's why, man, your, your story is, is just amazing, bro. I appreciate everything. That's definitely. You do and what you continue to do. Because the world needs to know that. The world needs yeah. to know more of Carmelo. Roger and Gip. For me, it's like, like, you know how everybody be like, yo, I'm from the bottom. And it's like... Are you really? Are you? <laughs> what what does that like, look like for right. you? Right. Then it's like, yo. Right. I didn't eat a sandwich today. <laughs> but like, you know, listening to you going for what H said, it's just like, it's just very inspiring because like, you're legit from that. Yeah. And you rose and you did it. Yeah. What you had to do for your family, your siblings. And then not only that, but you kept going and tapped into your creative side. Oh, yeah. You know? Yeah, I see a writer, big yeah. time writer, and and even on my on the uh, academia side, like you know, just because I, f- I feel like uh, my GED was my moment as well because I did it for me. Absolutely, you know what I'm saying. So once I did that, then it was like, okay, what next? So then I got my bachelor's degree, and then I was like, what next? It's like I'm a master's degree. And I'm like, what next? Wow. I got my postgraduates. Mm. You know what I'm saying? And I'm like, what next? And now I'm in a PhD program. Good for you, bro. You know what I'm saying? Wow. And it's just like grinding. You know, and, and you know, individuals as I was growing up, they're like, what do you want to do with yourself? I'm like, I want to do everything. Right. You know, they're like, you're, you're, you're dreaming too big. No. You'll see. I think that's the problem. Is that you'll see. We should be dreaming bigger. Yeah. Well, it, it happens when, when when you're dealing with small-minded individuals. hundred percent. That never been there, don't know yeah. a taste of it. Mm-hmm. You know. Oh yeah. So so life through their through through their lens is totally different. Right. Yes. So it it, it it's a form of crabs <laughs> in the barrel. Yes. You know what I'm saying? So and that's the sad part. It's crazy. But it takes strong men, strong individuals mm-hmm. 
that have that vision and want more. Yeah. And that's the best, that's the exciting thing. I want more. There's, How can I obtain that? There's nothing yeah. wrong with ha- wanting more. Absolutely. Yeah. I feel like now it's like, oh my God, you're a toxic masculine. No, why? Why? Nah. We're supposed to want more. I don't want to just push the line forward. I'm not just a nine to five and just come home. No, I want to go get more. Yeah. Yeah. Nine to five and come home and play video games. What? Nah. No. Nah. I mean, people shout out to Listen, to each their own. Yeah. I'm just different. I'm just saying. Yeah. <laughs> you making more money than me, you playing a video game. I mean, you smarter than me. I'm just different. But I'm just saying. I'm just yeah. saying. If I work on nine to five, I'm not going to come home and play a video game. It's not for God. There's, there's something else I could do. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Work on my post. Maybe throw some weight around. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. That's amazing, bro. Thank you for coming out. Means oh, yeah. I appreciate it. Nah, Can't wait to have you for the uh, 2.0, the next the next episode. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah. Dre. Yo. Uh, peace and love. Triple C. That's it. Oh, yeah. Make sure y'all follow us on everything. Everything. And uh, blessed are the peacemakers. Shout outs. Yeah. I'm going to give a shout out to my, my little man, you know, Gianni. That's dope. You should be in bed. By now, yes. Jackson, you should be in bed. <laughs> Ashley, I'm coming for your your, your school. <laughs> right. She in high school. She she high school. If, she I school if I was at school, I'd be scared. I'd be yeah. like, well, shit. Uh, ma'am, Gotta go. Anything you need? <laughs> All right, my people. Silver Background is podcast. I want to thank my brother Carmelo for coming out. He's an amazing man. Been through it all. We're bringing real-life people to you guys, man, to the platform. Real-life situations, how he turned his life around. Not even turned his life around, but coming from that, dealing with that, have to be there for his siblings, take care of them, no quitting them. Then translate that to being in the Army, that branch of service, serving our country, to being a stellar gentleman the way he is now, a cornerstone to all real individuals that work hard and want to accomplish nothing but the bright things in life. We appreciate him. We appreciate you. Please tell a friend to tell a friend. Keep tuning in. All right? We love you. Be safe. Silverback Chronicles Podcast. Be easy. We love y'all. Peace out. Peace. Yeah. Thank you, bro. Oh, yeah. That was fire, bro. That was amazing. Dope. reflect the views and opinions of the federal, state, or local government. This includes but not exclusive to the Department of Defense, Homeland, and the Baltimore City Police Department. The Silverback Chronicles podcast with Dre, Big H, and Triple C. Hit the subscribe button, like, and comment.